0: Out
1: away we go welcome back to the lights out f1 podcast uh i'm patrick i'm claire and today i actually don't have an agenda to talk about so we're just gonna talk about stuff, f1 okay
0: we're gonna talk about f1 so yeah. i'm good with that
1: all right well today liveries came out let's start off with clarence it's obviously your favorite
0: sure but you didn't even introduce our third co-host
1: oh sorry I lose. I lose anything. all right I guess not for now, but something later. Yeah. Uh right.
0: yeah, so today today, uh McLaren and Aston Martin. Yep. Yeah. Uh so basically they just got rid of some of the orange and added more black. I Do mean, like wait, 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 they got rid of some of the blue. Added orange and black.
1: Okay. Do you like it? Uh
0: I mean personally I like the rear wing as like their powder or baby blue, whatever.
1: Do they still have that like pixelated uh sponsor Yes. Okay. Yes
0: it's
1: Um, it's even more prominent on the brewery oh wow um we don't really have to talk about aston martin's it's the exact same car you couldn't tell me something changed even if you pointed it out Hmm. everything's in the same spot like from the cognizant to the arm cuts it's the exact same also in case you guys are wondering why it seems like we're talking about this way way uh out of order it's because we are we lost like an entire hour's worth of recording yesterday because the audio wasn't working properly so um, that's why this kit released a little bit later than usual Um, but yeah back to this Um, so outside of that uh, we got another driver added to the F1 Academy
0: we did? who is it?
1: uh, it is a German driver she is 24 Um, she actually raced an F4 British and German I think
0: nice
1: and she's very happy Uh, she's raced with Prima and she said she's happy just because the machinery is gonna be similar to F4 Mm -hmm. which obviously she has a lot of time in um, she also raced in endurance racing and something else. Um, and so she comes in with a plethora of experience, probably like a Nick DeVries, where he, a lot of different types of championships she raced in.
0: Well, that's cool. I hope she does well.
1: Yeah. Um, but, so we have five out of 15 drivers in the grid for the academy right now, which means either nobody's saying yes, or they're doing some very intensive scouting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they want this to, to go well, so they want to pick the best and most deserving females, um, so maybe they're just taking their time with it?
1: Yeah, it kind of makes me wonder though, if they're really looking for the best drivers, um, why hasn't Abby Pulling gotten the spot? I think that's her name, the British 19-year-old that everybody's looking out for.
0: Maybe she wants to drive somewhere else and she's...
1: I guess, yeah. But I think like this, if, if her goal is to make it to F1, like a lot of people are assuming, she hasn't openly said that, of course, but mm-hmm. a lot of people are assuming that, you know, the primary goal for even female versus right now um, is to reach F1. Then this would be the most obvious step. So either nobody's reached out to her or she hasn't accepted any offers yet.
0: Maybe she's still just waiting to accept and mulling it over. Gotcha. Because Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense that they wouldn't offer it to her.
1: Yeah. Another thing I'm curious about is a lot of teams are aware of how good of a driver she is. Yeah. um, She
0: hasn't got any reserve roles. She has not got any
1: reserve roles or even a casual on the team. Strange. I know it's hard to get casual roles, but like, Williams obviously has Jamie Chadwick. Um, Ferrari has two people in there. They have a fifteen year old and a thirteen year old, I don't know the names, but they both won their respective championship last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Mercedes has any. Uh, Red Bull has two. Uh women? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um I don't know any of their names mm-hmm. but hopefully as the F1 Academy and as the um, female drivers in general start to make names for themselves. They can you know, just, like, F1 drivers. do want know the names of them. Even the F2 drivers we don't know a lot of the names of, right? Yeah. Um, Speed of F2. Uh, all the seats are filled. Uh, looking to be a very stacked grid this year. Uh, we've got the likes of Oliver Bearman, who did fantastic in F3 last year. Arthur Flair, mm-hmm. isn't there? Uh, obviously, Jack is still in here, and he's probably one of the favorites. Uh, Tio is not another really great anymore, because he is officially the uh, reserve driver, driver for Alfa Romeo. Um... Other big names, Federico Vesti, Richard for um, Victor Martins, a lot of big names in the F2 grid right now. Um, kind of brings up the question, what happens with the F2 drivers? Because F1 is so, so congested with talent.
0: Yeah. I, it, it, it's always kind of like that, though. Mm-hmm. So the the cream of the crop, as they say, you know, the best of the best, they will make their way into F1 eventually. Yep. Um, like Nick DeVries, it might just take some... So maneuvering around, I guess. Do you Uh, think that
1: maybe, like, there aren't enough seats in Formula 1?
0: Yeah, perhaps. But, I mean, that's the motorsport, right? Like, it's the best of the best. So they're not trying to be huge. They're just trying to be exclusive and have the best drivers on the grid competing for.
1: Yeah. Uh, One could say that Formula 2 is arguably, like, one of the second strongest, if you will. Yeah. Just because, like, only the most talented drivers are still in the right there.
0: I find it very cool and interesting, but also kind of, like, uh, worrisome that, like, all, Oliver Behrman, um, he's so young. So,
1: 17. 17? Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, so he's 17. Yep. Yeah. So he needs to spend, like, at least two years, maybe even, like, I feel like he might be in, like, a weird spot where he doesn't get a good drive.
1: Um, well, he does have a good after team he is under. A very big name. I think he's rec for up but don't quote me for that. Um, also he's turning 18. Uh, and presuming assuming he does a miracle and wins F two, uh he- people would probably start placing him like about as good as Oscar Piashry, maybe a little less because he would win F three. Yeah. But he's a very talented driver. I mean I think yeah. he came only three points behind the uh, champion of F three. And I think that was Isaac Azar, uh, who's also been F two this season. There are so many talented drivers in F two actually. Um yeah. And it's like, you know, every year we know that there's probably going to be a driver's moving off the road. Um, Next year it might be Yuki just because obviously he's, a great, he's having not the greatest time in Formula 1. Obviously Lewis might be moving on to the sport next year. We're not sure about that when he hasn't signed a new contract, so nothing's solidified. I can see him in the sport for four years, but, you know, no contract yet. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's very interesting just because, like, every year, you get maybe one slot that opens up. And a lot of times it's previous F1 drivers that teams are eyeballing, especially teams at the bottom of the grid who are looking for just an experienced driver. Yeah. Um, I guess primary example here is Haas, right? They got rid mm-hmm. of Mick Schumacher and then just picked up whole convert instead of picking up a new talent. And obviously Steiner just wants a proven driver, but that's what a lot of the little teams want right now. Yes. So do you think there's a way that they fix this dilemma or is it a dilemma at all? Do you think maybe under these two seats that might be coming in uh, I think that would be a
0: great way well yeah I mean I think one or two teams entering the sport in Mm -hmm. 2026 would be would be good because that opens up so many more opportunities for uh possible you know reserve roles as well uh and just like people that want to be working in the sport like I think it's it's good for it to grow um so yeah I think more seats would would be good, just because there are some new talented drivers um, that deserve seats that honestly right now don't have them.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> uh, and I feel like that's always the case, but,
1: yeah. you
0: know, there are a lot of other uh, series to drive in, yes. uh, so,
1: I mean, you know. Drivers often go to Formula E, you go to IndyCar. Um,
0: even NASCAR. <laughs> even
1: NASCAR, yeah. Um, a-
0: and, uh, I mean, across, gonna, um, across Europe, too, there yeah, there's
1: a lot of them. Some of them even go to derby racing. Uh-huh. I mean, Kimi Raikkonen, he left F1, went to derby race, and then came back. It's still good. Yeah, yeah.
0: I so, wonder what he's going to be doing
1: now. I'm, oh, he's actually the, I think he's one of the managers of the team right now. Oh? Yeah. Last I looked uh, in 2022, he was managing. Um, I don't know if it was a derby team or whatever team it was, mm-hmm. but he was managing those I was like, wow, that's, I mean, he seems like the type of person who would be the manager you don't want to to. Oh, yeah,
0: that's true.
1: <laughs> just, like, if you feel like you're struggling and you know you're struggling and the worst thing you want is somebody to criticize you and they can recognize it's like, hey, you suck, by the way.
0: <laughs> Straight face. Yeah,
1: I mean, it, that's how I could be, too, I would mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, so... Oh, and, saw... like,
0: Seb metal is, like, after the race of champions, he's like, what, you thought I was retiring? Like, yeah. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to stop driving.
1: Yeah. So he's <laughs> so going to find a
0: way to drive somewhere.
1: Yeah. Um, so I saw an interesting little TikTok. And it was somebody reading a bunch of Twitter threads, and then something came up where somebody said that it might be a good idea for it to be mandatory for, a te- or for the teams to have um, at least one female driver in their academy.
0: Yeah, that would be good. I mean, there's definitely the talent out there. Mm.
1: Um, I mean, teams are obviously picking up female drivers, mm-hmm. but it's obviously not widespread yet. I don't think McLaren or... Actually, just a lot of teams haven't picked up a female driver yet, which is kind of surprising to any of talents mm-hmm. out there and how much we're pushing for, um, you know, female drivers to have that, like, yeah. set, yeah. Uh, yeah. eyes set on I Formula 1.
0: Like, Aston Martin is doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, I think Mercedes might be lacking in that department.
1: Yeah, there's no female drivers, really. I mean, even, I mean, the last time that Toto had, I think, a female on the, grid uh, in any capacity for him was when he was at Williams and I think he had um, Susie Wolf test out the Williams uh, and I think that was just one uh, I don't know if it was during a free practice or if it was during uh, like a open practice some other time but that, I think that was the last time that Toto actually had female on the grid at any, in any capacity mm. so I think that I mean the thing is Lewis uh, is obviously one of the biggest proponents for changing the sport um, and his whole thing is he like, he, ex- he wants there to be more drivers in the grid and yet he's part of the team that hasn't really been progressive in that manner mm-hmm. and so i'm kind of curious like is that something that he's working on like, it must back, be yeah because like i mean obviously that's something that you have to work through like the whole team and the whole company with but it can't be something that they haven't been talking about like a lot there it's not like there's no german talents or british talents like I mean, we already know that uh, 24-year-old German drivers got signed to the Formula 1 Academy and she's not under any team. Yeah. I don't see why, like, you know, maybe Audi would pick her up as they're coming to the sport and they're looking for German drivers. Or I don't see why the only other German manufacturer on the grid wouldn't pick her up. Yeah. Um, because a lot of teams have made it, like, very clear that they want drivers for where their teams are from. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the only French team on the grid has two French drivers. And their uh, their <laughs> reserve drivers Australian, but um, so let's have, yeah, it's just like
0: who's just their reserve driver? Jack Duhan. Ah, okay.
1: Yeah. Um, he also has very clear goal. Uh, sorry, to side, side stuff though.
0: No.
1: Yeah, Jack Duhan has a very clear goal, and it's been been set out for him. His goal is to win FT this year.
0: Yeah, that's that's doable, I believe. He's a great yeah. talent.
1: Uh, it's his second year in the sport, and I think uh he's probably. I don't want to say he's the most talented driver in the because That's a lot of people, but um, he is supremely talented when it comes to it. I mean, he he has the speed. Um, he got the chance to test out the twenty twenty two Alpine and practice I think twice. Um, one of them he had to drop out early just because of engine problems. But uh, yeah, he gets tested the car twice. He's very very talented, and I wouldn't put it past him to actually be the one to win that. Speaking of which. The twenty uh the F Formula Two bit has twenty two or twenty four cars on it. Have you seen what that looks like? It's a mess. It's congested. Yeah. So the idea yeah. of another team coming to Formula One. How do you feel about that?
0: Uh, I know, yeah, that is a problem. Like uh Jakob and I have talked about like would it just make a bigger midfield, which yeah, yeah it would.
1: Um, maybe introducing another team to the sport it's not like you'd be introducing another top tier team right off the bat to the sport it'd be something to start from the ground up yeah
0: yeah so I mean you'd probably be in the back of the grid Um, I'm not really sure what that would do Uh, they would have to think that through before
1: anything 100% yeah but I mean let's just say it's Andre they're partnered with Cadillac and that's Mm -hmm. like the joint bid they had and I assume that they'd probably have like another name on it.
0: it it so during a race i feel yep. like it would be congested but right. like the midfield yeah. like already spreads yeah. out as yeah. it is so it would just be like more first lap mayhem perhaps
1: yeah
0: with like a couple more variables mm. um yeah
1: yeah um also so andretti obviously want to look for a flagship american driver mm-hmm. um i think most people know kurt colton Herda is the person that comes to mind um what are your thoughts on him coming to the grid before 2026? And so who do you think he would come in for? I
0: mean, as we know, AlphaTauri had been eyeing him,
1: right? Yeah, that was their preferred track.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I don't see why that might, like why they can't work out again if he gets enough Super License points. Um, I think or, he
1: might,
0: or he might just go a different direction, whatever team pay him as much and like actually get him in the sport because i believe I, I mean i know he just wants to drive an f1 because of yeah. like what it is but he also is like very like money centered so
1: yeah i feel like a lot of drivers are money centered but yeah i think i think just being an f1 it, not, not even for just the team but mm-hmm. just being an f1 in general is a massive money move just because when you're an f1 everybody knows you're in the fastest motor sport in the world yeah um and I think with that, and with the knowledge that you're on the grid, like even somebody like, let's say Yuki, right? Mm-hmm. He comes in, he might not be the best driver on the grid by any way of the imagination, but he probably had like so many sponsorship deals just because he's in F1. Oh
0: yeah, definitely. And
1: I feel like anyone... Especially
0: takes, across Japan. Oh, 100%.
1: Especially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so let's say Alphatari are the ones who get him. I mean, they were eyeing him for a long time and having I mean, an American... Or Yuki would have to go. Yeah. But I mean, I think we've all said this year, unless he pulls out some masterclass performance he'll probably be on. um, I think it might be a move to go towards uh, Colton Hurta. Yeah, for for sure. I mean, two Americans on the grid with three American Grand Prixs would be...
0: Huge for the sport in America. Anyone who's a Colton Hurta fan would instantly jump to Formula One. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, yeah, that would be a move. Um, Especially for Red Bull, thinking about... Yeah. They're very, like... Uh, Media centered PR, yeah. like they know what they're doing when yeah. they're signing drivers. Um,
1: but also, Helmut Marco, like it, he's not normally someone who just picks a driver for PR. He picks no, a driver no. because he knows how good they are.
0: I know, but don't you think that like Christian Horner has input in that? One
1: hundred percent, yeah. But I mean, he is their head of like you know youth development, and yeah. Had, yeah. So if if Helmet Marco is openly saying, "Yeah, I want him,"
0: then he'll get it. It happens. Yeah. Um
1: that and also nice so day.
0: i could see colin hurda coming into the sport before 2026 and yeah. then making a lucrative move to andretti
1: i think yeah they will try to pull with a lot of money yeah um okay so another thing i'm curious about is so we have an indycar driver on the grid somewhere in a uh, paddo award i think it's the same the driver from indycar he's mclaren's reserve yes yes um what are your thoughts on indycar drivers making their way into it's obviously not, like, the most well, saturated thing on the planet.
0: I mean, okay, so Pato Award went to Indy because he saw that as a good route to continue motorsport. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not American.
1: I he's couldn't... Brazilian.
0: Okay, there you go. He's Brazilian. So, obviously, he wants to be in an F1, and he saw it as a good way to get into higher, higher motorsport. I think he's Brazilian? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um... So I see that see that as a as a viable way to get to get through there. So he is a reserve driver, but also Mick Schumacher is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: for Mick McLaren, Schumacher. Mick Schumacher is a reserve driver for both teams. Yes, that's the only thing that I thing is interesting. All teams having more than one reserve driver role.
0: It makes sense though because, uh, Pato Award, um Obviously, he's gonna be driving for for Indy, so yeah, hundred
1: percent. There yeah. are gonna be
0: confliction on updates. So when he's not available, yeah, and
1: that's exactly what we talked about. Actually, yeah, because like, then obviously then Mick will. Uh, yeah, regular driver. Yeah. Yes,
0: and you never know. Like, obviously, his his commitment to, is to Mercedes first and foremost. Yes, hundred percent. So there's always that.
1: Yeah, so it makes you wonder: Do Mercedes have to get themselves like another, you know, contingency? The
0: they must have.
1: Um. I think the only team that doesn't really have a problem with that is Red Bull, because they already have two reserve drivers on Mm -hmm. the grid.
0: True. (laughs) They could just pull up AlphaTauri.
1: Yeah, most likely it'd be Nick DeVries. And I mean, (laughs) Christian Horner openly said at the Red Bull car revealed that, you know, Daniel, his main thing that he's doing in that third driver rule is sim work, getting back up to speed, and marketing.
0: Not and, really yeah. jumping into the car.
1: And he mentioned he mentions that like, we have two or three other drivers already lined up at our which mm-hmm. I mean we've probably talked about the people in the our seats. Yeah. And I mean Liam Lawson too. He's mm-hmm. a phenomenal driver. Um but yeah, so I do uh, I'm bottom in Daniel I do want to see him on the grid again at some point.
0: I do too.
1: Um that means that I-, I don't see him jumping into that Red Bull seat at any time uh a lot of people are like you know max likes uh daniel carter much more than sergio Perez. um i'm not sure if that's the case or not but it's
0: also not up to Max.
1: yeah exactly although
0: uh, i mean he obviously has big influence but you know he understands what's best for the team and
1: 100%. well goes a little say that, but yeah
0: <laughs> well that didn't really change anything for the team
1: no it didn't i mean it created a little bit of a hostile dynamic until they had to publicly say, yeah, it is, it is what it is, we're yeah. still good friends. Um, I think Lou has something around on this. Cook.
0: Anyway, but uh, watching Max and Daniel together, uh, honestly, their friendship is, is actually, I like watching it. I'm not a big Max fan, but yeah. I like seeing them together because Daniel makes him likable.
1: Yes. Um, I think when those two are together, they look so happy. <laughs>
0: they both look so happy. Yeah, I mean, Daniel uh, always
1: looks happy, but... Yeah. yeah, no, I know. Except
0: for, him him. Except for when he's in a McLaren car. Yeah, but no, I enjoy their friendship, which I find surprising. Yeah. Um, And I'm actually happy that Daniel made the move yeah. now. Because he was treated horribly by McLaren, and mm. that's just not acceptable, and I I don't want him to be having to deal with them mm-hmm. when, they, when he's not wanted, you know?
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, so I guess so Lewis said that Daniel's way too talented to not be able to create.
0: I mean, yeah, that's obvious to see. Yeah,
1: but where does he go in twenty twenty four? I can't see him jumping backwards into Alfred Allry if you can that just won't happen. No,
0: that don't that
1: won't seat. Mm-hmm. But I think it depends on first off how well Checko does because obviously he's got a two year contract now. Yeah. Um. It depends on how well Nick DeVries does, and mm-hmm. it depends on how good his sim looks. Work
0: yeah. Okay, so let's run through the teams. We wouldn't go to Mercedes ever?
1: I mean, that's something I actually have been... Not thinking.
0: ever, but maybe as a reserve drive. Let's
1: say Lewis.
0: Ooh, sheesh.
1: Let's say Lewis. I kinda talking. like this. Yeah. Let's say Lewis retired, right? And Mercedes wouldn't have the need to pull up a young driver yet, because they already have a super talented young driver. Yeah. So a driver with a different type of experience than Lewis coming in. And also, it's not like um, Daniel hasn't been linked to Mercedes in the past.
0: Yeah, no, they, they wanted him.
1: Yeah. Um, and
0: he kind of probably wanted more of a PR role anyway this 100%, year.
1: yeah. Um, Amazing. So I'm seeing him maybe give more experience to George Russell and Mercedes, it would be so weird to see him in a Mercedes. Yeah? That
0: would be so weird. It does not match his personality it at all. It does
1: not. It's kind of weird because you feel like teams like drivers match team personalities.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, Daniel has moved around a lot, yes. but I honestly just can't see him in a Mercedes. Yeah, that's true. But but that sounds like a plausible yeah idea.
1: Um, let's see, Red Bull obviously is driven there, but there's a lot of things that play into that. I don't. I think Ferrari did talk to him while he was you know looking for a seat mm. but I think the big problem there is
0: Who's you know, gonna exactly go. who
1: do you get rid of because it's mm. not like Ferrari doesn't have two super talented drivers
0: yeah
1: um, and then just moving downwards Alpine they have two French drivers they won't mm. want to get rid of that and they're both relatively young and race winners so can't go back to the they McLaren want, they're probably going to want two years to work with that um, will not go back to McLaren after that whole fiasco Um. Alfa
0: Romeo? I mean, Daniel Ricardo and both Bottas. Yeah, true. That would be kind of a cool combo if they were yeah. if they were looking um, in the future for driver. more experienced drivers yeah. if, if Joe doesn't uh, perform this year. I
1: think Alfa Romeo will give Joe as much time as like Alfa given like three years. Okay. Um, just because they want to see him develop. and It's not like we he, he couldn't see him developing in a while last year. Now,
0: what if Nico Hülkenberg doesn't live up to his like there are expectations of him
1: that would make sense for us because also like Daniel Acardo loves America
0: like yeah. he said
1: himself like when he hears the American national anthem he gets hyped <laughs> and I'm like mm-hmm. whoa he's Australian um, but yeah so I can see him as like he'd be like where okay let's just get this out there wherever Daniel Ricardo goes it's massive PR yes yes it is uh, he, he has the biggest smile on the grid he's got mm-hmm. the biggest personality on the grid he practically carries drive to survive
0: yeah, we haven't really talked much about Drive to Survive.
1: I'm just waiting for the season.
0: Yeah, 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 I know that. But uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about the impact on the sport.
1: Um, drive to Survive single-handed for me. Like, I think the first three seasons kind of flopped, but after 2021, like...
0: I think the first season was the best. Obviously, I haven't watched the, the, the 2021 <laughs> biased. season. biased. So <laughs> I didn't want to hear what they had to say about
1: Max winning. Max. winning. What? Max isn't on any drafts so of the FC, enough until this one. This
0: this upcoming one, yes.
1: Yes, because he was like, he doesn't want to get the they have to say about Yeah. So, quite frankly, I don't blame him, because obviously he took enough BS from Lewis fans. Okay. Um, oh, sure. Lewis takes BS from other people. Yeah. Max yep. takes BS from Lewis fans. Yep. And there's a lot of Lewis fans out there.
0: <laughs> Me included. <laughs> yes. You included.
1: Um, I mean, it's not like I'm not a fan of Lewis, but I'm not, not a fan of Max, too. Well,
0: you, they're not mutually exclusive, even though the rivalries like, they make it out yeah.
1: to me. Um, What were... Oh, Jack, sorry. So, um, I think up until 2021, uh, the seasons didn't really feel good. Like, season 18, 19, 20, 21 are the ones they currently have The 22 is coming out. Um, 18, 19, 20, it felt like it was just repeats because uh, it really was. I mean, it was just Mercedes stomping over everybody and people sure, trying to be sure. able to go.
0: But Drive to Survive really focused on the lower end teams.
1: Yeah, it does. They focus and on Renault. Like
0: okay. Yeah,
1: the 2021 season, you got to see a lot of change because, like, that was the first season that Carlos Sainz went to Ferrari. Yeah, that was the season when Max won, of course, and Chako got to make his like. Well, his it's, it's not season.
0: their fault that like that's how the
1: seasons went. Well Of course not, but what I'm saying is like, it's not that the seasons are flops. It's just like the reason people are so much more excited about the sport in America, especially after the 2021 version. of Well, that's
0: because that was an exciting season.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: It wasn't just one person driving off from the sunset. So, I think 2022, the season won't be as exciting as the 2021 season, but I do see a lot coming from it because, I mean, this year's racing was just more exciting. Definitely. If you take Mac out of the equation, there were just so many, like, good battles this year.
0: Okay, but then you can say that about any other year that Lewis was talking
1: Yeah, but it's not the same because those cars sucked at overtaking and everybody knows it. Like, it was one of the biggest things you heard over Team Radio that, like, it's so hard to overtake and like that turbo the turbo hybrid of cars it was so stupidly difficult it's too much hot air too much dirty air and I'm just shred like if you stay within three seconds in the person in front of you your tires were done like way too fast so, like by the time you caught up to somebody if you pass them their tires are basically fresh compared to your ones.
0: okay fair enough
1: whereas this year's car the reason you are seeing it so overtakes and people hug so closely is because like they cleaned up a lot of their air. that was kind of how it like they were the end plates mm-hmm. this moved out cars the ground deflect like it was just much more exciting racing this year, and so I think it makes for a much better season. I just hope. Find...
0: Sure. Yeah, I'm very excited to watch it. Yeah. Um. Also, Netflix is coming out with the uh, something similar with the uh, with golf. Oh
1: really?
0: um, Yeah, like the same similar producers, I I believe. Oh wow. Um. So I'm very excited to watch that.
1: Interesting. And in case you guys don't watch golf, go ahead and watch that. Can you drop a name? What? The, the name of it? The name okay. of
0: it? I don't.
1: Know. Mm. Okay. Why well, you look that up?
0: Wait. Go
1: Chiefs. He oh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Um, and also, it was interesting, Patrick Mahomes, if you guys don't know, he's the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback. Uh, also, we're talking about American football, just so you know. Um, <laughs> uh, the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, had an injured ankle going into it, and then he got an ankle injured during the game. And that was before second half. In the second half, he didn't even look like he had an injury. In fact, he was doing so he ran the ball himself for like 30 yards which is mad by any margin of the imagination. Like, nobody just runs the ball like 30 yards by themselves with a, like what seemed to be like a sprained ankle. Um, but he did it and he got the MVP of the game, um, which is huge, getting MVP of the Super Bowl happens once a year. Um, that's a performance somewhat like, I guess you could say, Lewis making a comeback against Max up to the very last race in 2021 because i think 2021 max was running away with it until silverstone and it was like lewis had that injured ankle and then he made the comeback that so did it yeah so uh what's the name full swing all right full swing they still to drive to survive but it's like golf want to go over
0: it yeah yeah sure um it also get it you know kind of miraculously gets to cover the the new uh saudi league uh,
1: like the, saudi arabia
0: yeah Oops, uh yeah, they basically started a, a new tour to to rival the PGA tour. Um oh,
1: PGA
0: prof- Professional Golf Association. Okay. It's like the main tour. Okay. It was until the Saudis uh poured a bunch of money into it they and do. <laughs> and stole a lot of players off the tour. Um it's very controversial. Uh Phil Mickelson um has been targeted <laughs> um because of his what he said about it's it. Phil Mickelson legendary golf player okay yeah Keep Pat- going, sorry. patrick doesn't know anything about Paul. i don't know
1: anything about Paul. you're gonna watch this i've never swung club before
0: you're calling it a stick this morning
1: i did call it a stick this morning
0: <laughs> um yeah so full swing i'm looking forward to that um yes i like watching documentaries getting to to hear from athletes yes
1: also interesting thing back to formula one who who is not here today um he's actually over there um he's not uh oh. told us about a documentary by christian horner who openly stated that uh michael massey's decision was wrong
0: mm-hmm. was that uh, uh he gave a, a talk at oxford
1: yeah it was like 45 minutes long did you watch it i watched part of it okay yeah uh i went to the most replayed part because there's like uh i don't know if you know that on youtube now like if you scroll around on it it shows you like the most replay and the most replay okay. part is him saying that Michael Massey made the wrong decision. In oh, yeah. And obviously, people are like, "Well, why didn't you want to make them do it back to Lewis? <laughs> well,
0: because you wanted to win it. I don't know.
1: It's uh... like I don't think it's a reversible decision because no, it's definitely many... not right now. Yeah, I mean, we're two years out from it now. It's not much more than that happened. Like obviously, people can be mad about it and. What we all know now. Like we've all known, but now we all know for sure. Like even Red Bull knows that it was a mistake that can't be reversed. So we have to live with that. And I mean, we learn. He's, yeah. Michael Massey's gone. Yeah,
0: he's gone. Right. Um, the the floor. Uh, the sport. <laughs> the sport is not perfect.
1: No, no it is not. It's uh, flawed. Rules and regulations never happen.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, it's human error.
1: Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, like. So, yeah, Michael Massey made a mistake there, but I think last, or 2021, was a lot more exciting rule-wise than 2022. Um, I think the biggest place we can look at is Austria 2022 2020 versus Austria
0: 2021.
1: Okay. When Michael Massey was the race director, sorry about that, was the race director for however many years he was, he had specific turns on specific tracks where yeah. if you overshot the turn, it wouldn't affect you, if you that wouldn't go to your strikes because
0: so there's a there's a happy medium that needs to be found exactly
1: whereas this year we had the joint race directors and they're like we're just be really strict on track limits this year and man were they strict like uh i think lando put it best he's like like i lost five seconds for a t- i got a time penalty of five seconds because i overshot turn one and the thing is uh, in austria of course i got
0: some new lando
1: merch oh she so yeah, had new lando merch he finally opened up his official store um for those of you who don't know uh, he also just showed his official um, crash element for this Yeah. Year. You can, and I buy, you can like buy a, the half-size half, half, yeah. uh, half size ones. The
0: replica ones, they're
1: yes. expensive though. Yes, for so like $190 in US dollars and $179, whatever Bounds. the English currency is, yes, thank you. Um, okay, back to what I was saying though. Um, Lando said after the race, he's like, I overshot turn one, and it's already like bad enough that I lose so much time going over that yeah, huge you sausage curve. I don't need to be have that, exact. I don't need that five second time penalty. And obviously that was that controversial moment by Pierre Gasly where they said he overshot the track, deleted his qualifying time, would have put him into Q2, but he didn't make it there because of that. And so he protested um, and he got penalty points for that for protesting their decision. Um, Speaking of which, Pierre Gasly has one penalty point left before he's he's qualified for an entire race.
0: Yeah, I think that's a bunch of crap. Obviously, I think he's gotten some weird penalty points that he didn't yeah, deserve. Yeah. Uh, Suzuka
1: so, being one of them. So
0: it really sucks. They were saying, uh, I think, uh, before the end of the season, like, he should just take his penalty yeah, yeah, 100%, somehow. Yeah, He should have uh, somehow. But I, obviously, it's kind of weird. I obviously,
1: you don't want to intentionally take a penalty point. Yeah,
0: I know. But, like, to reset it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think when you switch teams i don't think that should be something that follows you and also i think like Perhaps. last year i think he got four three or four penalty points two of which shouldn't have been there uh the one at suzuka where he was speeding under a red flag
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i think that is both his team's fault and also the race control's fault because that message wasn't conveyed very properly and then the other one was speeding over yellow flags when there's a car on the side of the track and again that is not only his fault but also his team's fault and the fia's fault and steward's fault for not, you know, conveying that to him. And yeah. he explained that. They were going to give him two penalty points. He still got one for it, And I don't think that's fair. Yeah. Because, like...
0: In Suzuka, with the the whole situation,
1: yeah. did he get any... Were yeah, they true. trying to
0: give him penalty points? Like they you?
1: gave him a penalty point for that.
0: For him not being able to see something on yes. track? It wasn't his fault? Yes. That's
1: my stuff? Yes.
0: That was dangerous and he got a penalty point for yeah, it. Yeah,
1: he had a whole barge board on his face and they said he was speeding under a red flag because the red flag was called right after that. He had like half the barrier stuck over the front of his car so he couldn't that see a thing.
0: was ridiculous. Yes.
1: Um, and That is after, human
0: error at its finest yes. not, not understanding these things.
1: Yeah, I, it's, I think this year the rules, they were way too strict on them. I mean, I can understand wanting to like, hammer down the rules, especially after a year where, you know, people were mad because the rules weren't upheld. But upholding the rules doesn't mean like, you know, I think the I think the rules specifically in sports, uh, there's some leeway that's supposed to give, be given to them, um, like, I guess the most like one of the most easy things to compare it to is soccer or football in a lot of nations, um, the handball like where does it const where does it constitute being a handball and they've done so much to try to like show like hey this is a handball this is not. Like, if it hits me in the shoulder, does it has kind as of a handball? Or if it hits me in the elbow, does it count kind of as a handball, right? Because you're still hitting with your arm. Um, and so especially for defenders who, like, flail a lot when they're trying to defend, if they throw their arm out in a gesture that, you know, it's just part of the normal gesture, then it won't count against them. But if it's something where it hits them, like, and they intentionally, like, open up their whole body, then that counts. Like, things like that. Or there's got to be some leeway given this year. I like there's no room to struggle with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that what we had this year... Versus what we had with Michael Massey, it's like both opposite ends of the spectrum of like too harsh versus too lenient, and there's no in between. I think we need to find that in between.
0: Yeah, the happy
1: yeah Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Pierre Gasly, one penalty point left. and
0: You know, I want to see him doing well because like last year, just nothing yeah, to watch.
1: He had so much potential, and I think he still does. Yeah. He didn't really get much of a shot at Red Bull. They gave him half a season to get acclimated to the car and go just as fast as Max, who's been at the team for, he was already at the team for like, three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And then they give this C-Tale talent one, and they gave him a year and a half, which, I mean, sure, yeah, it's a year longer than they give Pierre Gasly, but you're expecting your team to go faster than a generational talent. And mm-hmm. I think their problem with, with everybody was, like, you're not as fast as them, but also, like, you're not even keeping up with them because oftentimes you'd see them, like, in points, scoring positions that weren't to the top points. Yeah. And I think that's what Red Bull want, and I think with we'll Checo, they got that. They definitely do. Um, but, yeah, I think it's so hard being max's second driver because well, of course it, it, you're gonna look bad yeah I mean, I mean
0: that's what they were saying you know about lewis for the longest time yeah
1: but then they got Valtteri, and he was like just good enough <laughs> yeah i actually I think Valtteri is more than good enough i think Valtteri was severely like his career got shunted because of his time at Mercedes.
0: Sure, but he was the one making the decision to- That's true. Yep, he could've moved. I
1: think the way they it did his whole contract 6 weeks as well. No, that so.
0: was messed up. Yeah. They would only give they him, gave him one a year one-year
1: extension. contract. They're like, yeah, you can have another year, and if you're good enough, we'll give you another year. <laughs> it wasn't like a two-year extension like other teams gave. No safety. No, like-, safety.
0: Yeah. No, like you know, he was always worried about losing his spot. Yeah.
1: and then, When I mean, he should have just the moved
0: is, and gotten a safe contract somewhere. But
1: the thing is, like, Toto is also very good with Valtteri. Yeah, yeah Valtteri no, but raced I don't know why and...
0: he would treat him like that. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Uh, that's tough. The thing is, I think, at the time, Valtteri was good enough to be the number one driver elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think being stuck at Mercedes as the number two for so long, I think that changed his mentality. And yeah. Obviously, he's got a much bigger role now at Alfa Romeo, but at the time i think he was good enough where he could have raced for one of the big teams like mm-hmm. alpine mclaren uh, for sure ferrari maybe even been max number two that would have been wild to see max like have Valtteri as an number driver that would be interesting yeah um because i think Valtteri, Valtteri, old Valtteri is now checko at red bull yeah i think that's an easy comparison to make yeah, like nice. you have one super driver in the form of Lewis or Max in this case and you have a really good number two driver who brings home points fairly frequently in the form of Beltry and Jacket. and so I think that um, I think Red Bull did a good job at finding their version of Lewis and mm-hmm.
0: Um
1: and combine that with the fact that I think they got this year's regulations right uh, they're mm-hmm. set up for what maybe Mercedes did over the past few years
0: I hope not all right, uh, any final thoughts? Uh,
1: no, I'm, I think I'm good. Uh, if you guys watched the entire video, I made it to the end. Uh, in the comments, let me know who you think the strongest current dry repair on the grid is and who you would like to see as a dry repair in the future. Um, but that's all we got for you guys today. So this is the Lights Out F1 podcast. I'm Patrick.
0: I'm Claire.
1: And we'll see you next time. And this is Louie. He's so tired right now.
0: He's so tired, but he was a very good boy. He's was he was not boy. running around or anything. <laughs> All
1: right, we'll see you guys next
0: Very close into Stone Corner. Yeah, Perez
1: is catching Charles Leclerc. He takes him towards the inside. Perez on the inside. Charles Leclerc gives him just enough space. Can Perez squeeze past? They go wheel to wheel Towards Vale now.
0: Who's going to be last on the brakes? Perez goes off the track. Off goes Leclerc.
1: Through goes Hamilton. Unbelievable stuff coming out of the final corner. 02 guys 02 guys 02 guys 02 guys 02 guys